Yeah, uh, we play very part time, so we mm. don't get on each other's nerves. Oh yeah, oh, it's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 171, the Moonshine Theory episode. This week, very happy to have Stephen Evans of Stephen Evans and the True Grits. The True Grits have existed since 2014. Their first album was called Something to Bleed. They have an EP called Under the Bridge. And we're talking tonight about their most recent release, Buzz of Bees. Buzz of Bees is a variety, kind of a variety album. It's got a lot of influences, of course, folk rock, which is uh, what the True Grits are known for, but also has a few um, Latin, folk, and vaudeville kind of influences as well. And you're going to hear Stephen Evans talk about that on this episode. You can find the True Grits at StephenEvansMusic.com and also on all the streaming sites, which you can find links to in the show notes. And stick around because later in the episode, we're going to have a review of the new album by Josh Gray as well. But right now, here is Stephen Evans and the True Grits. Yeah. 
Winning the day, I was inspired by the Women's March um, that happened early on in the Trump administration, and it, I just, it made me think about what women go through on a daily basis, and, um, and what they, not just regarding men, but just in life, in general, and it kind of made me think, you know, everybody has their thing that they're going through and you never know what's going on with them. And um, just to, you know, give people room to, to, to be who they are and really, you know, go through what they need to go through. So that's basically the gist of that song. Um, and it just made the Women's March just inspired me to, you know, think about consider what women go through on a daily basis. Have you gotten um, much feedback from women about this that uh, maybe know the background of that? Not really. Cause I really haven't gone into depth uh-huh. um, anywhere else <laughs> yeah. as far as telling them what it truly means and, and what I was inspired by. Um, I did post something on Facebook about it, but I didn't, with Facebook's algorithms, I don't really, it's yeah. hard to get much response about things. So. Right, right. It really sucks. It's really, it's really awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Um, just talk real quick about the um, about the recording of the, the album as a whole. The album's called Buzz of Bees, and it's out yes. now, right? Correct. Okay. It's out in the online form. Okay. The digital realm. Um CDs and uh, vinyl coming soon. But um, we recorded it at Sidehouse Records here in Asheville, um, which is owned by um, Josh Phillips, Derek Johnson, and Lee Allen. And they've all been in uh, Mama's Big Fat Booty Band at one point. Um, John Josh Phillips is now on his own, doing his own solo stuff. But um, um, they opened that uh, studio uh a year or two ago and i've slowly been building that up um and uh it was engineered by julian dreyer who is the head engineer at echo mountain um uh studio in town and uh it was a fun process because we had never uh recorded professionally for our music our past two albums we recorded in our home studio basically oh yeah and so it was much it was very a really good experience to record with professionals that know what they're doing Uh and make it sound a lot better so did it take uh getting used a lot of getting used to uh yes at first because um we had never used a click track before Mm -hmm. and we tried to use a click track in the studio and we could we just couldn't we yeah. couldn't do it. We get thrown off by it, and um, um, so we have it, the click track starting us off with the tempo. Mm-hmm. So it would like count us off, and then we'd turn it off while we were playing, and mm. you'd just try to pick the best takes that didn't rush or slow down. Yeah. 
but it was yeah it was a really good experience just learning how it all works and and julian's a uh, very fast on the editing editing and and, yeah. <laughs> and making things sound good so you say you had a reason for walking away in the dark there's no amount of pleasing lights only lit by a spark so go
That's probably the oldest song of all the ones that are on the new record. I wrote that, I think, in 2016. And uh, we've been playing it live for a long time since then, I mean. And um, so it was a best rehearsed song since we've been playing it so long. Uh But uh, um, that song is about uh, basically going into the woods and, and getting lost um and just being out in nature um not lost literally um but um figuratively and forgetting about your problems your day-to-day problems and just letting all that stuff go and enjoying nature and um and there's a lots of uh uh, play on words with uh leaves and uh and uh my gosh drawing a blank but it's just it's i just really like the imagery uh, uh creating an Im- imagery with that song and um you know we got a lot of nature around us in nashville so yeah uh, it was easy to uh reference that sorry my mic's trying to fall down here no worries um tell me about the band the uh the grits um, we got um, me on uh, rhythm acoustic guitar, and we have, and I'm singing lead, and then we have Brian Shoemaker. He actually, on this track and a couple other tracks, he played lead guitar, guitar, um, it's acoustic guitar, and, uh, and bass as well, which he plays live with us all the time. And uh, he also sang backup vocals, and then we have Woodstock. Uh, he goes by Woodstock. And uh, he plays mandolin. And then we have Sam Hess on the drum kit. And we had some guest players on on this song in particular. Uh, it was Kate Lee Bryant, who played violin. And uh, she plays on, I think, five tracks on the album. And um, we and uh aaron price played keyboards he played organ piano and uh synthesized uh uh accordion and then we had derek johnson um who i mentioned before who's one of the owners of sidehouse records he played uh trombone on the song music man it's the grit it's the true grits right i say yes true grits true grits um how long have you guys been together? Since 2014. Oh, so okay. I guess that's coming up on nine years. Pretty uh, stable lineup there? Yeah, it's been us four the whole time. Yeah. So That's unusual. Yeah. Uh, we play very part-time, so we mm. don't get on each other's nerves. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I play a lot of solo stuff. Gotta move 
possibilities grand While we're sifting through the sand Sifting through the sand Sifting through the sand Yeah, Hurricane Desire. I um, I wrote that about just how sometimes a love affair can be kind of torrid, and and uh, like feel like a storm has gone through your life. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, that's basically what that song is about. It's just um, and how it can like even though it starts out like that, sometimes it can end up being okay like things can work out but and then other times it's just a disaster but um that's basically that song's deal and aaron price played on that tune played the piano and organ i like the piano i i made a note that i really like the piano on that part. yeah he is he is so good yeah he's incredible he's he's probably on a lot of records in this town so. oh yeah yeah and his own stuff too Tell me about, uh, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but just tell me about a book that you recommend to people. I would probably say um, Hemingway, Islands in the Stream, because um, it, it takes you, it, you're in Cuba, mm-hmm. you're in, it, it's just, I just love the way he writes. And uh, it takes you, uh, in, he's in Cuba, there's, there's some scenes from uh, World War, and... Um, I think I'm remembering this right. <laughs> I might. I hope I don't get a couple of his books right. confused. But that's one of my favorites. Um, there's dinosaurs. Lot, there's, yeah, there's dinosaurs. <laughs> I think Luke Skywalker right, comes right. along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love those books and like the his heat that he's written. I also love um, a lot of Anne Rice. Um, I just like the way the images she creates in her books. Um, and of course the lord of the rings books i like a lot of fantasy and sci-fi hmm. and uh 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 let's see you just said one book yeah oh you <laughs> I'm can like you can all right them. you can narrow it down that's okay yeah <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna see. say ayn rand there for a second as a oh no as a, oh great <laughs> so not re- read that <laughs> well, don't bother. More from Stephen Evans of Stephen Evans and the True Grits in just a few moments. want to remind you, you can find their latest album, Buzz of Bees, at all the streaming services. And you can visit StephenEvansMusic.com for all kinds of information on Stephen Evans and Stephen Evans and the True Grits, including uh, live shows. They got Stephen does a lot of live shows, especially lately. Uh, I don't know what's gotten into him, to be honest with you. Um, so look for that and, um, yeah, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast WNC original music, wherever you get your podcast or go to WNC original music.com corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with Ivy Eld, uh, creep is a song by Radiohead, but somehow it has something to do with Nixon getting reelected. So we were both right.
Nashville, Tennessee's Josh Gray has a new album out called Walk Alone. Here is my review. For some reason, whenever I listen to an album, one of the first things I think about is whether the song would be good as an instrumental. So, like, would the melody be strong enough that it doesn't depend on the lyrics? It doesn't always have to be that way to be a good song. Uh, Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, you know, has a very monotonous uh, melody, but it's still a great song. But on Josh Gray's new album, Walk Alone, uh, every song is just melodically very solid. You could replace his voice with a saxophone or a what a harmonica or a sousaphone, and it would still be you know a very very good song. It's better with his vocals. Don't get me wrong. It's also lyrically a strong album, so so it's good that it's not using a sousaphone. The lyrics are, are personal, but uh, also universal because it's the kind of thing that you know every person. Uh, might feel and it's also there's a lot of stuff about what just what's going on in the world today but not in a beat you over the head with it kind of way the album starts with the track radio stations it's got just a great driving beat but it doesn't last very long because josh starts singing within about 15 seconds uh, it doesn't have time for you know fooling around vamping and stuff uh, he lists his grievances about the music industry and other parts of society uh, but it's not with uh, bitterness or anger. It's uh, it's about, you know, kind of a contempt for how things are, homage to how things used to be, and uh, determination about overcoming them. So it's a, it's a hopeful song. I would describe it as an anthem for the masses who do not want to be treated like the masses. I think uh, most albums, if you have a, a strong, driving, fast First track slows it down, but uh, on the second track, but not Josh Gray. The uh, album's title track is uh, moody and uh, dynamic. It's uh, what I think of as an advice track. Uh, it's like The Gambler, but from someone who doesn't die at the end. Spoiler alert for people who've never heard The Gambler. The song Cheyenne, I can imagine this being on a soundtrack of a movie I like, and I stopped the movie halfway through. To look up what the song is and they listen to the song a few times maybe i get back to the movie but maybe i just uh keep listening to this song and the rest of the soundtrack it tells a pretty good story about itself uh this might be a bit cryptic which just makes it more interesting listening through the first half of the album start to think you know maybe the instrumentation is getting a little routine but that's when uh money or blood comes on and that just throws that right out the window it's a hard driving uh, country rock song. Uh, I think of it almost as cow punk if it was a little faster. Uh, and I really like the way uh, Josh's vocals, it's, it's hard to explain. They're energetic, but kind of plaintive. But then the lead guitar on this is, is screaming. It's screaming kind of in the background. And it's just a very interesting contrast between the two. So very good, very good effect. One thing I think this album could have used was a little more um, vocal harmony. I do love vocal harmonies, mainly because I can't do them very well myself. 
but I, I love vocal harmonies and there's uh, hardly any on this album except for at the uh, the very last track. Uh, it's called Building Paradise and Josh sings it with Morgan Connors. And uh, I, I might not even notice that the album is so strong. I might not have even noticed the uh, lack of, you know, um, vocal harmonies, except for this track kind of reminded me of it. It's a really cool track, a ballad, and it reminds me a lot of the uh, country duets of the 70s, a lot like George Jones and Tammy Wynette and uh, Dolly Parton and um, Porter Wagner. I think it would fit in uh, with, with any of those and um, hold up very well. In fact, the whole album holds up well. Forget what I said about the vocal harmonies. That's just personal preference. The whole album is strong, and I suggest you go out and listen to it today. Walk Alone by Josh Gray. Spare me all the financial advice I'm building paradise Piece by piece Building paradise Piece by piece This is Emma Millard And this is Tyler Millard And we are the, the Ghosts, Ghosts of Liberty, Liberty And you are listening to WNC Original Music and that's Clara. And that's Clara.
Um, during the the quarantine of COVID, um, and I, I just wrote it about. Sometimes I have a um, a feeling that I'm going to meet somebody new, and it usually comes true. Not always. Um, I'm not clairvoyant <laughs> by any means, but um, and what it. The Buzz of Bees thing is totally about spring and how the renewal of spring after winter time, um, you wouldn't know it this year, but because mm-hmm. it's all this kind of thick mesh, mesh together, yeah. you know, winter and spring mixed together. But um, yeah, that's basically what that song is about. And uh, Aaron Price does another fantastic job on this yeah. record, yeah. joining us. Um. And it's the title track. Do you choose it just based on, I mean, that's a really cool title. Um, yeah. I, and I just, yeah, I just, I just wanted it to be the theme of the song, like mm-hmm. renewal um, theme of the album. Sorry. And uh, it's, it was my newest song too. So mm-hmm. I was most uh, excited about it. So it's like spring. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. How has your, uh, have you noticed how your uh, songwriting has changed uh, over the years? Yes. Yes. I, at first when I, um, a lot of the songs that we recorded early on and I played on your podcast last time um, were songs that I had already written before I met the band. Mm-hmm. So they were written in a style of like that I was used to, like mm-hmm. it was more of a rock style, uh-huh. more dark, moody rock. And um, and as I've lived here longer and played with this band longer, I we've developed more of a a folk rock, almost alt country sound, um, incorporating you know some Appalachian instruments like the mandolin, of course, and and a uh, and uh, Kate's violin. Um, so I, I write more, I guess, in that vein uh, these days, just because of that, because that's what I've become more attracted to, mm-hmm. yeah. to that sound, that acoustic, um, organic kind of sound. When you bring a song to the band, um, does it ever look very different once the band kind of finishes 
get kind of locks in what the band does? Do you think, oh, this sounds a little different than what I was hearing, but I like it better? Definitely. Okay. Um, def- uh, usually with the rhythm section, they they do something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I like that a lot better with the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, gives it more life. Like uh, Especially with um, certain songs that just came alive when they they put their part put their energy into it and uh yeah definitely that happens a lot And be wild 
Get out there, be wild. All right. It's you know I'm an influencer now. Oh yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I wrote that. Um, somehow, it's almost like I had a premonition of, of the the quarantine because I wrote that before COVID came along. Um, I'm not clairvoyant, I promise. <laughs> um, it's uh, basically a it was kind of a pep talk to myself to like get out there and stop moping around and, and do things and mm -hmm. experience stuff. And, um, and I, you know, when you start getting older, you start thinking, Oh, I can't do as much anymore. You start, you know, getting that, getting in that kind of headspace when really it's just not true. Um, it might be a little more painful, mm -hmm. but, but you can still get out there and do things. And, um, it kind of, that, that song is just about, you know, trying to, you know, get yourself motivated and get out there and experience things. How about a, uh, a movie recommendation? Movie. I should have given you these beforehand, but I like to I like to surprise people with them. Well, I've spent a lot of time in the in the service industry as well as to help pay the bills. Mm. And I saw I'm probably going to forget the name cuz I'm terrible at remembering names of things. Uh-huh. But it was the movie uh, um, 
about the chef who invites people to the island. Oh yeah, uh, menu. Do you know what it's called? Menu. Yes. Menu, yeah. Or the menu. I, I. It was a really strange movie, but I. I thought it was. Uh, it was very good because um, I thought it could have even been a play. Like it didn't have yeah. to be on screen. I, it definitely could have been a play, and it had a lot of good messages, mm-hmm. even though it was very weird and a little bit violent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it had a lot of good social messages mm-hmm. in it. Um, not like movies that are have that. They don't just. They're not just there to entertain you. They they have something to say. And right. That's why I like that movie. And it, I related to it a little bit, being in not just like the restaurant industry, but the music industry as well. Because a lot of people, it's you come across a lot of uh, judgmental uh, people and. And situations in the art industry. Are you talking about me? No, not no, you. No, just, I know. Never. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Big thanks to uh, Stephen Evans for being on the podcast this week. This is part one. I'll have part two coming up uh, sometime in the future. Uh, listen to Stephen's voice. Uh, you know, he's obviously got a very uh, strong voice, but listen to him when he hits those high notes. And that sustain that he's hitting and that he's, he's keeping that note totally in tune. I've heard him play live and um, that's not effects. That's Steven's voice. He, he's really got it. Don't forget to find his album, Buzz of Bees, at all the streaming services and at StevenEvansMusic.com. Subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to get Josh Gray's new album at JoshGrayMusic.com. It's a semi-tradition on the podcast that whenever possible, we use uh, an associate of the main character, so to speak, uh, to do the closing song. And this week, uh, we're delighted to have a friend of Stephen Evans, David G. Warren. You can find David and his music at gringononsense.com. Here is his song, The Hard Way. Have a good week.
Does your school photographers yeah, do mean, that? Give you weird names? They they always did. Yeah. Did your did no. you? Well, no, mine made us take our clothes off. Did yours? Your, no. 